Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and here is Martin Grunberg. Martin, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the podcast. It's terrific to be here, Nick. So, Martin, how are you doing? I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing terrific, and I will touch on why that is funny later. But yeah, doing great. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, that's great to hear. Well, uh, you and I had a quick little conversation here before we hit the record button, and we talked about uh, doing a kind of a unique little segment almost right away at the beginning of each episode. So, Martin, do you want to kind of take some time here to, to explain what GTR is and why it's important? Sure, Nick. So the GTR is the Good Things Report. And really the idea is, and that's why I chuckled earlier when I said terrific. So this originates, uh, giving credit where fair credit is due, from, from a man named Ed Foreman. And I'm sure it maybe has some precursor uh, to him, but in any event, if somebody were to Google and and maybe we can just add this to the show notes. But yeah. Ed Foreman, I believe he became a congressman in uh, Arizona in Texas, probably the only guy I believe to do so in two states. Hmm. But one of his programs from Nightingale Conant, um, other than always answering terrific when somebody asks you how you're doing and that was the chuckle, is he says when people start meetings, and here's a guy again, a congressman in two states and uh, multimillionaire, ran several companies, He's, he, he made the practice of kicking off meetings, and so I'm recommending this. This is a little takeaway. Uh, we've been doing it about 15 years at our company. He says people start meetings and they come in <laughs> with their own little bucket of trash, and so everybody dumps some garbage on the table. The next thing you know, the meeting's derailed and everybody's in a pissy mood. I love the idea of the GTR. Again, we've been doing it forever. And so it's a way to kick off any meeting, especially when you have reoccurring meetings for your businesses. And, and what I'm thinking is these episodes are recurring and um, why not kick it off with the GTR? So do you, would you like to go first or... Would you like me to go first? Um, sure. I, is there any special format or just kind of a, just it's, say? It's, it's a good thing. It can be about business. It can be about uh, personal accomplishment. It's it's a good story. It could be about wife, your kids. It's the idea that you got about a minute or two to share one or two items to uplift the energy. Oh, awesome. Well, I, I guess for me, I'll start out right away on more of a personal note. Uh, my cousin just got married uh, this awesome. weekend, so I got the chance to head back home, which is about three hours from where I live, and got to hang out with uh, my family, uh, which was a great time. Uh, they're always a lot of fun. And then, actually, my girlfriend got to meet most of the, my extended family for the first time, so that was fun, and it was a great, great little weekend. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That can be dangerous, too. But... <laughs> it could be, but it went over <laughs> nice and well, so that was awesome. That's terrific. Uh, so, yeah, mine is, and I was just thinking about it on the drive over. So, so really, it's, it's a general GTR, but it's this 
realization as my daughters are now probably six plus years into competitive soccer, um, how fantastic it is that they are learning lessons around teamwork, winning and losing, practice, setting goals. They even have a report cards around their drills. And, and I can see, you know, as a coach and, and an assistant coach on the team, but just as a personal development coach too, you, you can, you can see, I can see the development of these kids and their character and, and all those little wins and losses and, and the challenges. It's just, it's been very rewarding to watch and, um, a joy to experience. So that's my GTR. I guess the other one real quick. I'll, I'll add a second. The Eat the Frog app, um, which some of you don't know about, but we've partnered with Brian Tracy. We have some iOS 8 updates and fixes and a few features we're adding. And maybe by the time this goes live, you can find that update. So oh. so there you go. Two uh, GTRs, bud. Awesome. I, well, I, and I didn't know you were part- partnering with Brian on that. Uh, I actually... I love Eat the Frog. That's a great, great little book, great little concept. And I actually did a class presentation in college all about that concept right there. So it's, it's, uh, that's kind of cool. I, it's good for me to know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's part of the beauty of this is we, we're learning a bit about each other as we go. So cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, Martin, what are we actually going to be talking about here on this episode? So this episode is around, I want to pick up uh, and dive into some of the things we talked about, energy, habit being this efficient use of energy. We talked about the law of cosmic habit force and really what that means. I know it sounds very esoteric, but I want to dive into this because one of the things you had emailed me was was how people really identify the right habits. And and so that's what I want to talk about, if that sounds good to you. That sounds phenomenal. Okay. So, so when you dive into – so just to back up, the habit factor in a simplistic term or view is if, if, if you didn't hear the prior episode is that you identify a goal and then you select – and identify supportive habits or behaviors you want to develop into habits to achieve your goal. And then you align them to the goal. So in selecting those habits, really what you want to do is, um, and really the best way to do this is to pick an example. So probably for lack of a better example, we'll use writing the book. Does that make sense? Yeah, that'll, that'll, so, I think that'll be a perfect example. Okay, so... So for writing the book, one of them is this realization that, well, if I want to write a book, Nick, what what am I going to have to develop the habit of doing? Probably writing. You know, that might be important. <laughs> yeah, that might be important. And by the way, there's a big awareness around that because um, it's this shift from forget about your to-do list and move to a, for lack of a better word, a habit list. And so – Writing is one of them. And then, well, when am I most creative? Well, I'm most creative in the morning. So let's let's get out of bed an hour or two earlier. So let's call it get out of bed by 630 or let's make it six. 
Okay. Okay. So habit number one is out of bed by six. We're going to really drill down into how to write a book according to the habit factor. What what I actually did, and by the way, I'd never written a book and never wanted to write a book. Hmm. Believe it or not, and this is the next habit. It's drink eight glasses of water. So, so if my if my goal is going to require energy, and this is another kind of big shift in awareness. Your energy, Nick, I'm energy. If if you have a goal, what's it going to take for you to achieve your goal? It, it's going to definitely take energy. I mean, you're going to have to have that <laughs> motivation yeah. there. Yeah, no, exactly. It's going to take energy. And, and so, and by the way, what does energy like to do? Energy likes to work in pattern and rhythm. Another term for that is habit, right? So, so developing this supportive habit or behavior in a recurring fashion, this pattern of writing is what's going to help you get there, uh, in the most efficient form and, and as quickly as possible. So, so let's say out of bed by, what do we say? Six. I'm just going to jot this down. Eight glasses of water, because I know if I'm drinking water, I'm going to be healthy. If I'm going to be healthy, I'm going to have energy. The next one is going to be right. And because I've never written a book, Nick, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with, um, I'm going to start with three times a week, 20 minutes, and that's that's it. Okay. So what the what the app or the methodology allows you to do is say, well, I know on Monday I have a meeting, um, I can find 20 minutes. Wednesday I can't do it. Thursday I can write. I can find 20 minutes. And Saturday, I'm going to be able to find 20 minutes. Those are what we call your target days. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does, yes. Perfect. So I got 20 minutes for those days. Now, and by the way, the eight glasses of water is is the minimum kind of, if if I drink six glasses for the day, I don't get to check it off. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not out of bed by 6 a.m., I don't get to check it off. And And, you know, you got to figure out how many days a week you want to do that. If I've never been out of bed by 6 a.m., I should probably try for maybe three days a week or two, right? You want to set the bar so low. <laughs> you want to set it so low that you can't not fail, basically, right? You, yeah, and I, you, I, I just love that part right there, just the fact that uh, – and I think that's where so many people mess up oftentimes is they set the bar just too high and then they immediately fail – you know, several times right in a row, and then they think they're never going to accomplish it. It's a bullseye. You hit it on the head. I know from experience. Yeah, yeah. So so the first thing I'd do, you know, 15 years ago is I'd say, I want to write a book. And then I'd think, oh, my God, a book is massive. And I, I just, you know, it's it's the old how do you eat in an elephant? It's, it's one bite at a time, very mm-hmm. small, but didn't quite get that, right? So the, the methodology... And by the way, if I've never been out of bed by 8 a.m., 6 a.m. is a reach. So there are two factors related to this and, and this methodology. And one is um, the minimum success criteria, and then the other is the frequency. So, so maybe instead of 6 a.m., it's 7 a.m. because I've never been out of bed by noon, and maybe it's once a week. But the idea is you track it. And then there's some accountability and then you can look back. So 
not to veer off course too much. So, so we got three habits there. We'll throw one more, and it's running. And you might think, what the hell does running or jogging, right, probably better description, have to do with writing a book? And again, it goes back to this idea of being fit, having energy, right, healthy. And what happens, Nick, and you just touched on it, as you do these things, as you track them, as you set the bar low, and then you look back over the course of a month, you gain momentum. In fact, it only takes about a week to get some crazy momentum. And then you're just, you're juiced, you're jacked up, you're addicted, and you can see, I'm not saying your, your habits develop, what I am saying is you're, you have momentum, and that feels real good. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. And now I just want to kind of touch on this point or I guess ask you about this. So our main goal was to write a book. Yep. But here in this process we set one, two, three, four. four habits. Right. You know, why why focus are you any is there a point where you're focusing on too many habits at once or how do you figure out uh, when you're, you're trying to make some major life changes, do you ever have to worry about taking too much on, I guess, is my big question. It's a genius question, and, and the answer is absolutely. Um, thanks for bringing that up because I, I failed to. So so the the recommendation within this framework is three to five habits, and that's it. Once you're over five, it's too much. We, we got a an email to support, and this woman, I think it was a woman, she said she had 49 active habits. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was just like unbelievable. So, yes, the answer is it, it – so it's kind of a double-edged sword. What happens is because it works, people get excited and then they start adding and adding and adding and then it all implodes upon itself. Mm-hmm. So, so good question. We're keeping it to four in this example and really only one of them directly corresponds to writing. And, and it's only three times a week for 20 minutes a day, three times a week. Yeah. Now, does that play in a factor at all um, in terms of like frequency? Because you're, here you're rather than – I think a lot of people when they hear habit, they think something that happens on a regular basis, recurring maybe every day. I know that comes to mind for me at least is always the everyday habit. Um, do you – what is it's the per- amount of time between things that you can have? Like, is it okay to have a once a month habit or I, a once every other week I habit? Mean, I, this is going to get old. I keep saying, I love what you're saying. So look, <laughs> look, I heard somebody the other day say, we, our family has a habit of going to the mountains every winter. Mm. So, so the definition really of habit, and, and there are many, is, is this idea that it's a recurring behavior, one, and two, that it's largely without conscious thought, okay? Now, obviously, the family plan, they, it wasn't, they didn't just ab- accidentally do it, but they've yeah. been doing it for 15 years, so so it's become a habit, and it's something they probably plan without too much thought. Um, but the point is, I, and and this is one of the big challenges people have in in just kind of wrapping their heads around this methodology because the first one is they hear habit and they think a negative connotation right away. So yeah. they think smoking, drinking drugs and they wonder what the hell, right? Mm-hmm. Does, what is, 
What does habit have to do with goal achievement? So the negative connotation is is the first kind of hurdle. Does that make sense? Yes, it, yes, it does. So, and I guess just to kind of keep throwing out some uh, more of the like baseline questions, I think people might be asking: How long do you have to actually uh, stick with these three to five habits before you can say, "Okay, I've built this in. This is now something I can add a new habit." Like, when when do you get to that point where you can add additional habits or start moving towards additional goals? Right. So, so. And I apologize for that. Somebody just banged on the the window behind me, which threw me <laughs> off. Uh, so, so the first first idea here is that it's we're calling it the habit factor because once you track it and you set it up and you uh, over time strengthen the habit, which is this other concept. It's called habit strength. Then ultimately, you don't have to track it anymore. Like I don't track drinking water, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. But I still track writing and I still track running. So so the idea is when the habit strength is very high, then then really the habit factor is kicked in and, and it's kind of on autopilot, right? In the meantime, what the app does is help you get it um, through through this tracking mechanism and setting these minimum success criteria. It helps you increase the habit strength over time. Okay. And so how does how does habit strength kind of increase? Is it just when you don't miss a miss an opportunity or how do you actually grow your habit strength? So so it's it it depends on the habit. There's all sorts of psychodynamics around in other words how people think about what the behavior is. And and so it's all related to and it varies by habit. So um, the writing habit is still something I have to track. It's not something I just roll out of the rack every morning and, and I can do automatically. So so we're working on what the mechanics of habit strength look like, like on a scale. In other words, from one to eight, for instance. So eight would be you'd, you'd never have to track it, mm-hmm. right? One is very low. And then maybe in a future episode, we'll break down once we have – better understanding of that we can break down the mechanics of that but right now the idea is you track you increase the minimum frequency so so i'm not writing now um 20 minutes three times a week i'm i'm writing 90 minutes four times a week okay does that make sense so i've increased the frequency and I've also increased the minimum success criteria. Got it. Got it. So it's just more or less a slow ramping up over time until the strength exactly. kind of goes off the – Okay, awesome. And yeah. is is that where kind of – you mentioned you know the cosmic energy for it. Is that kind yep. of where that really comes into play is um, in that strength building? Yes. So, so let's reset that story. Um, I don't know how we're doing on time here. So, yeah, the 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 law of cosmic habit force, if you were to google it, I think you'd find this this came out of Napoleon Hill after he wrote Think and Grow Rich. And Think and Grow Rich, as you know, kind of an all-time bestseller personal development book. He spent 20 years he was interviewing guys like Edison and Ford um and and of course, Carnegie, the world's first billionaire, is the guy who 
commissioned him to to take on this effort. And it's kind of a good news, bad news. The good news is he wrote the book. It was a huge success. Everybody loved it. And and then the other news was people come up to him after as he would tour the country um, and they would say, you know, Dr. Hill, I, I read your book and um, I'm not a millionaire. You know, I'm not rich. And he was confounded by this, as you might expect. He says he, he meditated on this concept for another 20 years, Nick. So if you add that up, we're now at 40 years of just like a deep dive into personal development. So, and you've read uh, Think and Grow Rich, yes or no? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so within that, he cites 16 principles uh, to help people think and grow rich. And he said he meditated on the missing ingredient, and we'll put this in the show notes in a link, okay. for another 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. So again, 20 years to write it, 20 years to figure out what was missing, and he came, unfortunately, at this point, he was quite old. I, I don't think he was senile, but um, he was definitely old, and I don't think people knew what he was talking about. So he started saying, I figured it out. I know what the answer is, Nick. The answer is the law of cosmic habit force. It's the 17th principle. And people are like, what the hell is this old guy talking about? And really what he was trying to articulate is this idea that <laughs> and he, he didn't say it like this but but again if everything's energy energy assumes these patterns and so he would say things like our planets there's a reason you and I can be on this call at a certain day and a certain time and there's a reason astronomers can tell you where a planet's going to be on a certain day and a certain time so it's not just planetary, but there is – We, if you get out of the shower, you brush your teeth, chances are the way you brush your teeth or towel off or tie your shoes or the first 15, 20 minutes of your day, whether you intentionally crafted this habit or not, uh, is the same. Is that a fair – or an accurate guess? Oh yeah, no, it definitely is. You know, it's <laughs> uh, I, I, and yeah, I definitely know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, it's that constant ability where it seems we almost just default into these automatic actions. You know, these habits, uh, uh, just f- to save time, essentially to save that thinking process, to save that energy. Uh, you know, we just get gr- these things ingrained in us and just kind of follow through without even thinking about it. That's exactly it. And so so what poor Napoleon Hill realized was these these let's call them fools. It's probably not very nice. These fools would come up and throw down his book and say, damn it, I'm not rich. This is garbage. And what he realized after 20 years thinking about it is these people didn't develop. They they were they were applying these 16 principles in a haphazard fashion. He said they weren't creating habits out of them. So to your point, what you just said is, yes, they will default. And the beauty is this, and this is what he tried to uh, articulate, is that we are not dogs or birds or cats or horses, which have kind of by default their own set habits. 
or instincts, right? right? We, as far as I know, are one of the few creatures or only that can that can take advantage of this law of cosmic habit force or the habit factor. We can intentionally craft supportive habits, whatever they may be, right? So you may be a sculptor, I may be a writer, somebody may play guitar. The, the great guitarist is great because he's developed the habit of practicing the guitar. So, so that was his big, you know, kind of ahas. Wow. What we have here is something much bigger than, than Nick trying to write a book. What we have here is he's got to work within these laws of nature. And once you do that, Right. Then you're then you are aligned with it and it just becomes so much more efficient. Mm -hmm. So I know it sounds a bit, again, esoteric or philosophical, but really it it has to be because we're working because we are energy. Our goal is going to take energy. This is really the only way we can pull it off. Yeah, no. And like you said, this is a little bit uh, (laughs) philosophical almost, but. These are. This is really the foundation. This is the stuff that we need to understand at least at some level in order to make the habit factor truly work for us. To you know, to use that energy force to propel us forward. And I think maybe the best things to do would be into our next episode. Maybe what we do is we lay down. Hey, how do you get started with the habit factor? Now that we kind of laid the foundation here of what the overarching principles are, maybe we go into our next episode and give everyone a very tactical, hey, here's step one that you need to do and step two that you need to do. Does that sound like a good idea to you? I I think that's great. What I'm thinking is we'll break down the methodology a little bit more. I mean, I know we touched on minimum success criteria and frequency, but maybe we'll talk more about tracking periods. And and yeah, I think it's a perfect flow, Nick. I think think, uh, that's where we should take this discussion. And uh, your your word was perfect. It's foundational. So uh, hopefully people stick with us and understand that, um, you know, for me, there's nothing more exciting. I, I just because I feel like this entire this this not this space opens up. You get this awareness. Wow. Now now following this or aligning with this law. I can really essentially achieve pretty much any goal I set. Mm. So it's oh, so awesome. Yeah, that's so awesome and so powerful. Cool. So, so Martin, before we kind of wrap up this episode, um, do you have one action item that a listener could do? Say they just listened to this. They're you know haven't we haven't yet talked really about the actual getting started process? But what is an action step that a listener could take? to move them step in the, themselves in the right direction. Okay, well, maybe there's two. The first is, if you didn't hear the last episode, which was probably the first one, is, is ask yourself that question um, if you haven't. So, so if I'm going to, if I were to die tomorrow, what would be my biggest kind of regret in terms of a goal, some, you know, an achievement I haven't done, whether it's, you know, swim with sharks or um, 
climb Everest or write a book or write a play or, you know, who knows what it is, you know, bowl a perfect uh, game. But, but I think that would be the first. And then the second, and, and this is not meant to be a plug, but there's a free version of the app that you can download, you can play with. It's basically, it's, you know, search the habit factor. It's again, free and you can kind of get an idea of some of these things we're talking about when we talk about tracking periods or minimum success criteria, specifically if we're going to dive into that on the next episode. Awesome. I, I, yeah, I think that's a perfect that's a perfect action steps. Um, so, Martin, one of the things we mentioned that we want to kind of wrap up each episode with is, well, actually two things. So we want to kind of leave everyone with a quote, something to kind of think about. Uh, do you have one for us? <laughs> I think I do. I forgot, but then I remembered. So, <laughs> so it and it relates to energy. It's perfect. Muddied water left to stand becomes clear. Muddied water left to stand becomes clear. I believe that's Latzu or Latza, and um, you know Chinese philosopher, and and that kind of blew my mind when. I realize, you know, how many times you, whether it could be a, a disagreement, it can be a confusing problem. You know, the old adage is sleep on it. Well, what what they're doing there is just saying let let the energy, let the information settle. When muddy waters are there, if you just let it settle, it becomes clear. So I just love love the analogy, love the quote, and uh, I would share that one. Awesome. And Martin, do you have any final words as we wrap this episode up? You know, the final word again is um, chances are good you are in a town or a city that has a big brothers or big sisters program. Um, And all this requires is that you inquire and see if they're looking for mentors. Chances are good you can sign up and you can help change a kid's life by um, contributing some of your time and showing that you are a dependable adult. A lot of these kids just need somebody who will be there consistently in their lives. So how's that, Nick? That sounds perfect. So go check that out, and we'll have all the links and resources that we mentioned linked up in the show notes for this episode. So thank you, Martin, and it's been a great episode. It's been great talking to you. (laughs) Thank you, bud. Great job. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Habits to Goals podcast. I'm so excited that you could be here with us as we explore the habit factor and how habits can actually change your life. We'd love to hear what your big takeaways were from the epi- this episode. Simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash podcast. You can find all the episodes, all the previous episodes, and the show notes there, as well as all the resources that were mentioned in this episode of the podcast. I also really want to encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or whatever podcast player you listen to because we are delivering a brand new episode to you each and every single Monday and I don't want you to miss a single one. So simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash iTunes and leave uh, and subscribe there. We'd also really encourage you if you enjoy these episodes, the best way to show your appreciation is to simply go 
leave a review on iTunes because that helps so many other people find the podcast and realize if this is the podcast for them that could really have an impact in their life, their business, and in just their happiness and wellness. So thank you for tuning into this episode. And remember to go out there and create habits that lead to your success. If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.